you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL Podcast. Oh no. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast presented by Intuit QuickBooks, the official sponsor of the NFL. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm coming to you from a city filled with heroes in bunkers. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. So, Matt Moneysmith, uh, who's the man. In fact, I am currently in the process of um, re-watching the great Nathan For You Comedy Central series uh, with Nathan Fielder, of course. I think one of the best TV shows, period, uh, put out last decade. And when Matt Moneysmith shows up in the uh, season one finale, what? Law of Shame, as the play-by-play man uh, for the what? entire segment. Yes. go If you have Hulu... Go check it out because money not only is in it, has a pretty big role, including an interview at one point uh, with Nathan. But anyway, as I'm watching it with my wife, I'm like, oh, I was just texting with money today. We were uh, going through new money drops. Humble brag. And it was great. And um, uh, money's one of those guys that like, you know, you want to have on your text. You know, you want to be in connection with money because he's just one of those dudes. Have and, on your text. Yeah, you just want to have a text connection with money. And he um, humble he brag did, again. He did some new money drops for us, and when it came time to record the one you just heard, uh, that was supposed to be a sneeze. Uh, and then uh, we both decided it sounds more like somebody came up from behind and hit him over the head with like a bowling pin. <laughs> yeah, like either that or like a, an angry, um, you know, COVID-infested bird flew into his face with its sharp beak. Something. Right. Went wrong there. I mean, there's, uh, a, there's yeah. a pool of blood, basically. Is that the only thing that you can, can kind of get out of that? I like Dan's um, unmasked attraction to a man with nine streams of income. Like it, it's like <laughs> Matt Money Smith never has money coming from less than nine or ten places at the same time. Well, it's his name. Well, I mean, that's true. He's also called himself. Uh, he's named himself off a of currency. So it would be ridiculous <laughs> if he were struggling financially. That would be absurd. I am not too proud to say there are certain figures in this industry that I I guess you could say look up to or just have 
an enormous amount of respect for to the point where I feel a little uncomfortable around them. Money, money passes that test. And when I did the power ranking show with them this year, I was legitimately intimidated uh, wow. until we got to know each other. I don't know why. It's just money's one of those guys for me. I, I think everybody has them, or maybe maybe you don't, but I do. There's certain people. Sheck was the same thing for me when when we first started at the NFL. Um, I kind of knew of Sheck, and when I started to get him known better, I was legitimately kind of. Um, intimidated because I thought he was so smart and funny and cool. Money is the same way. I'm with you. That's me and uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter, which I mentioned. I can't stop. I can't help but mention him because, you know, you grow up in this industry um, and I came in late in life and it's just great to see someone still pumping out the copy. And, you know, I I think about it uh, daily. The thing with money and check, like they're clearly talented, but they're so approachable and so friendly that I almost don't even think of them on the professional level. I think of them just like, oh, those are good mm. friends I work with who are eminently approachable. Wes, you got to plug in and start texting these people and, and bragging to Lakeisha about it. That's how you operate. <laughs> I'm not sure that would really impress Lakeisha. That was a common man answer by Wes. Like, that's why he's atop the rankings, frankly. Answers like that. I don't know. That felt a little forced. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Everybody's Emily, a friend to I just, me. In case you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm over here texting Matt Money Smith. What are you doing on the other side of the couch? <laughs> All right, let's get into it. <laughs> she was on the other side of the couch. Uh, we are going to do a deep dive. Yesterday, we talked about the 2020 Graybeards, which you could check that out at NFL.com. And a quick correction. Yes, uh, it, I brought up Andy Dalton on the roster. Uh, there was no pushback within the, the studio or from the various locations in Los Angeles. And it wasn't made aware. <laughs> I wasn't made aware of it until that- hours later that Dalton is uh, obviously not a free agent. He's still a uh, member of the Cincinnati Bengals. So bad job by me, frankly, bad job by everyone else on the podcast. And we'll just I move mean, forward. This is, this is a Trumpian level of uh, not taking responsibility here. You know, what was that? Us. I don't understand why that's Trumpian. I'm saying I you messed don't. up. You, don't. I you messed can't up. see it from where you are. <laughs> I messed up. This is going to hurt me up. more than it hurts you. I messed up by not bringing it up. But the fact that none of you said, hey, Dan, he's still on the Bengals. Sure, I guess, I but guess that's there's kind no... of the part that you're emphasizing right now. You're not emphasizing no, the, not. it starts with me. That's how you hear it. How about this? It starts with me. It starts with me. It we don't know all your little, all the rules. I, you're right. I did not think of the Oh, don't the rules. do that. See, now you're passing the buck because you know the rules. They had to be free agents. I'll just chalk I'm it up Greg to myself not really not you know, tracking the league day the by day. I take total blame for not knowing, but... I think also, Dan, maybe in the middle of a segment, stopping down to tell you that you've made a mistake is not something that we view as the easiest uh, task. And I also will say I didn't catch it. I mean, there's, there's some there, I don't. This is not a good look for anyone. But I just well, want to say know, and it starts with not a good look for the author of the article. I don't know. I don't know. Not a lot of accountability, but it starts with me. Uh, apparently, it ends with me, too. But yes, yes we're aware. it was your article. Andy that's, Dalton. That's uh, how it goes. And uh, he is not. So Joe Flacco is the third string quarterback. Check it out. Mm. NFL.com slash slash Hansis. Greg, you have a piece coming up this week uh, where you're going to essentially assign ultimate value to various quarterbacks. And just so everyone knows for this segment, if Greg makes any mistake, do not let him know. Uh, because ultimately it is only on Greg. Not on I'm, the show. I will take full responsibility afterwards. Yes. Um, 
this is an ill policy. I would, I think, in general, we should aim to snuff out mistakes from here on out. There, there could be a lot. I don't know if it's even how I can make a mistake here, other than bad opinions, um, because there's not too much rules. It's a little nebulous. That's why I'm asking you guys for help. Basically, the article is going to be: Which QB would you want moving forward? Everything considered. So that includes his age, his talent, and his skill level. Obviously, that's the most important uh, status, but also his contract. So you're taking the contract that he has uh, into account. It would sort of be like trade value, but no one's trading these guys. That's not the point. Basically, do you want a guy like, let's say, Aaron Rodgers, you know, at the contract he's at, or do you want a Deshaun Watson type? And so I've got like a, a rough draft. And it won't be too deep a dive, Dan, because we're doing this show in under 30 minutes, whether it kills me or not. So we're at seven right now. We got 22 left. It's not that deep. Are you guys ready for that? All right. Well, lead the way. Do it. All right. Um, I'll start the list. Like I said, if there's any questions on kind of the definitions, but basically their current status, we can go through kind of the top of them. Um, and you let me know what you think. And I tried not to overrate the future too much. Yes, you have these guys indefinitely, but in theory, you're a GM who could get fired any any year now. So you, you can't be uh, going through any terrible seasons. Why don't I read off my top 10, uh, and I'll throw out a question, and we'll go from there. Uh, number one was easy for me. It was Patrick Mahomes. I have Russell Wilson, number two. Gave him a little edge over mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, who's number three, just because Russ has done it year after year after year, and you just feel a little more comfortable with that. Uh, Deshaun Watson at four. And then this is where it started getting really hard for me. I have Carson Wentz at five, Matt Ryan at six, Aaron Rodgers at seven, Kyler Murray taking a swing here at eight, Dak Prescott is number nine. He's got that franchise tag. And number 10 is uh, Baker Mayfield. How about um, we start with you, Dan? Mm. Aaron Rodgers at seven was sort of the reason why I thought of this whole exercise. Like, is Aaron Rodgers still a top five quarterback? I don't think he's played like a top five quarterback very often. Is he even a f- top five quarterback of guys you would want moving forward? He's 36 years old. He's under contract for a couple more years, right around where everyone is, $32, $33 million. I, he actually ended up a little higher at number seven than I thought he might be in, in the end. But that was, as, that was as high as I could put him. Is that disrespectful to A-Rod? It is not disrespectful. In fact, you could probably push him down lower. Greg, mm-hmm. you um, once you told us that we were doing this seg, I did a little bit of a research, and and we all know that the way the things are set up with the collective bargaining agreement now, that teams are at a huge advantage when they hit on a quarterback and he's on that rookie deal. That's, I imagine, um, a major reason why you're doing this because it really does illuminate that. But it's even crazier... Um, then you first realize when you really dig into the numbers, the fact that um, no quarterback on a deal worth more than $20 million a year has ever won the Super Bowl. It's never happened. And the fact that every time a team signs a superstar quarterback, and you put Russell Wilson, I'd rather start there kind of, Greg, because sure. you, have, you have Russell Wilson at two, and I get it. I certainly understand that Wilson is as durable as any quarterback in the league. He's a superstar. He's a Super Bowl winner. He's been to two Super Bowls. But since Russell Wilson signed his first post-rookie deal contract in 2015, and then he got another extension in 2019, they've never went further than the divisional playoffs. 
And to me, all that says is not that Russell Wilson is not a great quarterback or that Aaron Rodgers isn't a potential GOAT-level quarterback. But when you put together an exercise like the value of a quarterback, the way the league is set up, I don't know how you don't put all rookie guys in the top ten. Because mm. we history tells us that you can't win a Super Bowl the way things are set up right now financially, which I think, not for nothing, is a major problem for the league. I think that's a garbage stat. I don't I mean, know. If, it's reality, if, though, Wes. If the Falcons' defense doesn't crumble, then that stat doesn't exist because Matt Ryan's got a Super Bowl. I just, that's a, you can play with stats all you want. I, I don't put much stock in that. To me, give me the better quarterback. I don't care about their salaries. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been uh, trained on this show – to uh, disregard salary. I mean, I, I get that if you've got like a Nick Foles issue where he's being outplayed and he's got this ballooning paycheck that is just an outrage on paper. But I, I, I struggle a little bit with the exercise in terms of like saying no to a pr- premier talent because of their price tag. Um, I'm just not. Because, no, I know you're not, but I'm just like, I don't know why I would. For, can I just say for me, the list got a little weird for me from six through 10, because I just the way I am, I would take Aaron Rodgers over Matt Ryan any day of the week. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. uh, I, I like, I like that you're taking a shot on like Kyler Murray and that I, I wouldn't trust Kyler Murray at eight just cause like, I feel like I got burned on first year quarterbacks a year ago. And so that's self bias, but then, you know, <laughs> uh, in an off season where I'm not going to be um, taking any daddy trips or traveling probably anywhere at all, you've made my off season by putting Baker Mayfield a 10. I don't know <laughs> if I trust it, but um, you won me over with the concept of it. Uh, the list from there gets really weird. Yeah, we'll we'll move into that in a sec. But the Baker thing, Baker was one of the toughest ones to put there because Dan's, you know, everyone's right here. I think... A rookie contract's a huge advantage, Most but I think you can win without it. it. Not only Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson would have won one. I mean, I don't, Tom, all this would have won one stuff. You either win wait, what about you, Tom Brady? T- Tom yeah, Brady won one. Way so too much stock in the final score of one game. Wait, the Super Tom Brady won one. Signing second deals like in year three and stuff. They're Tom, not all going through their whole Tom Brady won one. Tom Brady signed a series, as we talked about in this podcast, of team friendly deals that allow. I get them it, but he was making more, more than twenty five million. To me, that the these prices are not prohibitive of being um, a contending team. And I'm like Wes. I mean, ultimately, the contracts weren't like the most massive part of this for me. Russell Wilson, to me, is just such a safe uh, feeling to have him as your quarterback. And and I'm thinking even long-term is five or six years because you could get fired. You want to win the Super Bowl this year. And so I gave him just a little edge over uh, Lamar and Watson just because of all the times they've been together. To me, it got tougher. Yeah, getting down to Rodgers. I like Matt Ryan. I would actually take Matt Ryan in 2020 just for one year over Rodgers. I think I like Ryan that much. It's just by a little, uh, but he's also two years younger, and uh, Rodgers has some guaranteed money in in the rest of his contract where, you know, who knows? Uh, I would take Ryan. But Baker and then Dak and Kyler, they're 8, 9, 10. That's where it gets really hard. And Can I you clarify Baker- something? Yeah, please. You said for 2020 only. Is that what this list is no, for? No, no. I'm saying for... to even make okay. my point, like, Ryan is younger and his contract's, like, a little better than Rodgers. But I actually even like Ryan in the immediate present a little better than Rodgers. What about Wentz at five? That one shocked me the most when you sent this list. That that one really kind of like caught me off guard. I still, I don't know. I, I still believe he's he's threading that needle where 
I've seen enough that I believe in him for the next seven or eight years, uh, even if he's not quite at that very top level. And he's got the advantage of, um, you know, his age that he's still so young. And even though he's making a lot of money, like there aren't that many guys like that in that middle in that middle tier of quarterbacks, like who are still young. Kind of like Wentz um, at that position. I, in this exercise, are you saying essentially you are the football czar? You're coming out of this. You've got to explain to a fan base. I had, um, you know, based on money and skill and everything else, my pick of the litter, and I've come out with Matt Ryan as my choice. I just think that you would have um, some feedback on that decision if you came out with him Why? as your quarterback. Matt Ryan's I, great. I, don't, I like Matt Ryan, but, like, out of this whole list, I, there's just mm. literally no way that I would lean on him at this point in his career over some of the people around him. But that's me. And, like, you know, I, my I team I'm, might go 5-11. and 11. I don't know. I guess I'm a, I'm a Matt Ryan fan. I mean, I, I look at it kind of like which team's fan base should be most happy with their quarterback situation. And part, part of the reason, and, and let's hit Baker and then we'll get into the next 10, uh, but part of the reason is some of these older guys, like, yeah, you're excited to get Tom Brady, but is that an even better than average you know, quarterback situation? The reason I had Baker 10, though, is because of the age and because he showed enough in his rookie year that I feel like that's enough for me to hold on to that. The fact that he's in his rookie contract now for three more years and he's young and he's shown you something that I would take him just barely, although I'm still kind of like debating this list before I put it out just barely over the next group of players, which is Matthew Stafford who could have been higher. Kirk cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo are the next uh, three on the list. 11, 12, 13. And those are guys who are still basically in the middle of their prime. To me, Baker's upside, and then he actually showed you something on the field his rookie year as 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 up and down as his second year was, that I can hold on to that and and feel like like much brighter days are ahead. Yeah. I'm in the, on the based ahead. off the rookie year. I'm based off the rookie year, I feel that for sure. I would say it was a little up and down is generous for Baker's second year. That's fair. But, but I don't disagree that he, sh- he flashed enough as a rookie, and Freddie Kitchens was obviously a disaster. Yeah, I think the coaching um, staff was on, like, a deep-based psilocybin trip <laughs> so from kinda, September on. Yeah, so you kind of give him a, a little bit of a mulligan here and then see what's happening year three. So there's a projection there that I like, get. Like, would you rather have him or Stafford or who? I'd who rather have him than Dak. I mean, Dak's going to get paid big time. And who do you think's a better quarterback talent, Dak or Baker Mayfield? I think it's Baker. A Dak is more reliable and consistent to me, but for upside, the ability to make all the throws and make them well, give me Baker. I mean, I think a little bit, like there's the Baker personality side, which might not fit with some teams, but let's say that that got cleaned up and you put Baker on the Patriots this year and in an organization that can just totally foster and grow him. I mean, I'd take him over a bunch of people based on Mm -hmm. age and all the other stuff. Dak, Dak, I'd feel the same way, though. I've seen enough. I don't think he's had, like, the best coaching in the world. It, you're right, uh, Wes, as I'm thinking about this. I mean, yeah, you're, you've got the franchise tag next year. You're going to have to give him a huge contract. But most of these guys are on similar-ish contracts. Stafford's deal is actually so team-friendly. I, I gave him a little bit of an edge, and that's uh, worth thinking about. I'll, let me run through the, the next uh, list. It's, it's Stafford at 11, Cousins 12, Jimmy Garoppolo at 13. And then it gets really hard. Drew Brees is 14. He's on that one, essentially a one-year guaranteed, but it's a two-year deal. Sam Darnold is at 15 in the middle of all these old guys. 
Ben Roethlisberger, 16. Tom Brady, 17. And then Jared Goff, Derek Carr, and Ryan Tannehill wrap up uh, the top 20. And the the old guys was tough to figure out what to do with here. Like, would you rather have Breeze and Brady like right now or Sam Darnold? I, I know it seems like an obvious answer that it, that Sam Darnold's the answer. But I know that Breeze. I think that Breeze is going to give you a chance to win a title like right now, and I, I think that Brady is going to give you an advantage. And I I don't know if Darnold's going to do that or not. Ever. I'm I'm sort of confused why Darnold's so much higher than other young quarterbacks who have not proven to be even average. What do you at, mean to like this he, point? He should be. He should. You have be him in the three top. spots higher than Jared Goff, who took his team to the Super Bowl. You have him nine spots higher than Josh Allen. Mm. Um, Eleven spots, twelve spots higher than Dwayne Haskins. I get that. Um, uh, to me, I, why why is Sam Darnold so separate from all the other young, unproven quarterbacks? Because I'm afraid of Dan, Dan's reaction. Honestly. <laughs> No, he was a guy I thought like I could get grief for being too high the other way. Here, here's your answer though, like because he's younger. First of all, he's like a, a lot younger, and the skill set when you just when you see him, the good things that he does, you can see why people are in love with him. Um, and whereas those other young guys, Goff, I, I've seen enough that like that middle tier Goff, Carr, and Tannehill, that's not really where I would want to be as a GM because I think then you're you're in the middle, whereas Darnold's a little more boom or bust right now. You don't know if he's, but I think there's a better chance for him to climb high than, than God. I see this as a fundamental flaw with, with the list that you have, Greg, is that if you're going to put Baker at 10 and bank on his first year, and then you're going to bury Josh Allen wherever you have him uh, because he's been inconsistent, which Baker has as well, only Allen's had a, some team success. Um, it seems like those guys are just too spread apart. And either Allen's got to come up uh, or or Baker, to me, has to go down. Or what I would do, personally, is kind of put them, move uh, Allen up, Baker down, and keep uh, Darnold right in the middle and have them all kind of a little closer together. It seems a little odd that Allen is so far down and Baker so far up. Allen is just my evaluation that I don't want any part of him. I wouldn't Which want Which I think him. like anyone who's listened to the show last right. season gets that he's not your favorite of the young like, guys. I don't have to give him credit that he had an up year. To me, it's not like who's had the best career so far. It's like who would you want to be your quarterback? And my feeling and until I see much more is that Josh Allen is like a best-case scenario headed straight for the middle. And right. I, I think and I don't a, want I don't want it's a that. fundamentally yeah human exercise so that makes sense but you could argue that you're overlooking how you know terrible Mayfield is for, was for stretches <laughs> last year while not overlooking Allen uh, for the same foibles that he had at times I I get it but I think Baker played better than Josh Allen last year I stop I I, I really do no I way. I, I really like Josh Allen. You worked around like they worked around him, um, but yeah, they really of, worked around him in that Cowboys game. He, sure, he he had some he had some good games and everything, right? But, but you're acting like they don't exist. I'm acting like it, you're. Are you going to get 16 of them from a guy that that can't shoot straight? You don't and get that, 16 of them out of any quarterback. Like like. That's fair, but like, are you ever going to get him to be a top eight to ten quarterback? That's why, like, Darnold was tough for me, because if you just looked at the numbers, 
you know, if you looked at the quarterback rating, the PFF rating, and some of the advanced stats, he's one of the worst quarterbacks, you know, in the NFL. And there's not a long history. In fact, there's almost no um, history. Pro fo- you know, Football Perspective did something on that someone with his numbers in terms of yards per attempt and some of these other numbers, having the two first years that he have has almost never become a top-shelf quarterback. I think and, I, that's why I think that I will not argue that he should be higher. I, I could see the other side, that he should be lower. But I think, and you guys talk about this all the time, um, that you shouldn't base things just off stats and you should you should trust right. your eye, as Wes says. And That's why I have him 15. No, I know. That's what I think it's a good spot for him. I think with Darnold that if you are watching these Jets games and you're watching the organization that he's essentially trapped with, um, he has been hurt a lot by the surroundings, by the skill t- level, which is bad, the coaching, which has been shaky, bad luck with the mono. And I think if you watch the games, there are moments where he is flashed, where you wonder if he was drafted into a better situation. Let's say he went to Kansas City, whether he is a guy that's seen as like a young star. I really I mean, and I'm saying that you could say, oh, Dan, you're being a homer. Um, what I'm saying is, is that I don't know if Donald's ever going to be any good with the Jets. But I do believe that if he was in a better situation, that he could be a real uh, Pro Bowl level guy. Um, but because of the way the first two years have gone, he's very murky. It makes total sense to me that he would kind of be uh, in this type of realm for you on this list. I, th- I think people are a little too down on Baker's season. Like, for instance, Pro Football Focus had him 18th. He had him right behind Carson Wentz, right ahead of uh, Philip Rivers last year. That doesn't seem that crazy to me on a game-to-game basis. I think, like, People got so ba- so wrapped up in the uh, expectations and he had the a terrible field season and the attention that he was so he was like not great, but I I think he was I it doesn't surprise me that they had him ten fifteen spots ahead of Josh Allen that they had him ten spots ahead of Sam I don't Darnold think he was better year. than Josh Allen last year I think he was worse than Josh Allen and PFF can take a hike. Well, I mean, but from another <laughs> angle, in terms of building a team, <laughs> why would you not take Josh Allen? Donald, Baker, any (laughs) of the younger guys over. um, I mean, I don't know how long you're projecting this team to exist, but although although I could sell tickets with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, you know, it's 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 a Philip Rivers Colts situation. It's a Band-Aid to get you to the next draft or maybe the draft after that. I would go younger guy with potential, which would be Donald. I mean, I think Dan has a good point that you're stuck watching these young guys on these these disorganized, you know, troubled franchises that yes they should separate and show the skill set no matter what the surrounding is but i mean like if we're going to kill baker for last year and look at completely different from his rookie season then we're not looking at the entire picture and the same goes for darnold i mean young quarterbacks are not mavericks to do it all on their own and baker that proved that last year and you're if you're if you're in a total chaos chaotic soup for 16 games, it's going to show. Hey, uh, Greg, you got about four minutes, buddy. I know. I checked. That, that's fine. We, we've gotten through the big stuff. The rest of the list, just for the listeners, Daniel Jones at 21, Philip Rivers, who I do think I should move down. I, I agree with you guys um, at 22. Gardner Minshew at 23. Josh Allen, 24. Teddy's at 25. Andy Dalton, who is under contract, 26. Haskins, Foles, Fitzpatrick, Brissett. Tyrod, then it gets ugly, and and I why, throw. Why is Drew Locke at thirty two? I don't know. Drew Locke at thirty two. Why is Drew Locke at thirty two? 
and you've got demonstrated backups ahead of him. He has yet to I don't to know because if here here's part of the reason why. Like when you ask how far am I going into the future? Like if I'm in this team, if I'm putting Drew Locke out there and he stinks and you're four and twelve, it's like with this team, I think like you could be fired in that situation. Like I don't know if he's ever gonna be as good as football as Fitzpatrick. So why take a demonstrated mediocrity over an unknown? Like to me, I'm philosophically opposed to that in every way. If, like lock over Tyrod Taylor in a second for me, just based yeah, on, on why not? You know, sure. If the if but if the if the unknown is something you've kind of inve- you haven't seen anything from, and you have no reason to think, yeah, because at least there's a percentage chance he's going to lead me to the playoffs. Whereas, I mean, I'm not taking Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tyrod Taylor above. That, that's anything. fair. Maybe Locke should be like a, a little bit higher uh, than those guys. Hey, but again, really, this exercise yeah. is like who you would pick. If any, if you're a GM and you take anyone Here's after, the thing, like lock. Greg's sweating. He's, what is this? He's got list? one eye on the clock. I know, and I'm one loving eye on this. The this is why I wanted to do the show with you guys, so you would go crazy on it. Uh, I'm not trying to like provoke react. It really is what I would do. Like Tyrod Taylor is making five million dollars this year. I guess I look at it in the case five million of, too much. Put it this way: if Drew Lock, if Drew Lock has Tyrod this, Taylor's career. That will be beating the odds. The odds are that he's going to have You're looking a, a at it worse all career. wrong. Yeah, who cares about that? Like, all I want is does <laughs> does he have any chance of being the answer? And Tyrod Taylor has none. I guess for now, my my thought of Drew Locke is he has no better chance than an average second round pick, maybe a worse than average chance. And to me, well, he's it, mo- it, he's more it's a pretty low talented chance. than a than a typical second round pick. Like you can see the traits are there. He has the talent. He didn't embarrass himself in his mm. first few games as a starter. Like I just don't get that. If you have any chance whatsoever of being the answer, cuz all that matters is being the answer. And well, Tyrod it's not Taylor all that matters. I mean, yes, it is. You want to keep That's your job. That's the only thing that matters at quarterback. Are Nick you the Foles, answer? Nick Foles is 28th on that list. He was the answer, that, the answer. to win the Super Bowl in like the greatest game of his life so i'm saying right. with the there are other values you can have a quarterback. surrounding talent he had the the month of his life that's gone you yeah, guys should you guys should it, combine on a list and then crib yes. off the list that dan and i have concocted um currently during the show <laughs> together um greg circling back to the beginning of the conversation i know uh, we're up, we're up against a time level yeah. time wise but uh just looking according to spot rack um tom brady Never was more than twenty million on the books for the Patriots. In fact, until this year, I should say, he was twenty three million uh, in total cash. He was always under twenty, and it, to find it, since the collective bar- bargaining agreement uh, went into effect in the two thousand that's in cash season, though. That's not cap space. At one point, right. he had the highest cap figure in the league, two thousand ten, but that was a long time ago. Um, since two thousand twelve, and the CBA went into effect, only one quarterback has won it on a second contract: Eli Manning. Against your Pats now, Wes, you you could say that doesn't matter. At what point does that become a number that does matter to you? Because if it's if it's happened uh, hasn't happened since the CBA, and it's been eight years, how long before that becomes a trend? And to that point, if this continues to be a situation where teams pay quarterbacks a massive amount of money when they become stars and they never win, 
Could it become a situation the way like the Steelers handle wide receivers where they just they hold on to a, a quarterback and then they let him go because they see that the model doesn't work to give that guy a huge percentage of the cap? I know it sounds crazy, but we need to see some evidence that this works under the current um, uh, salary cap in this league. You're asking me the question. My answer is it's never going to matter to me because the, the stat is flawed. It's just terribly flawed. So Jimmy Garoppolo is leading for three quarters last year. He can have a bad game, and if his defense holds against Patrick Mahomes, the stat yeah. is all of a sudden out the window. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like the stat. It doesn't matter to me at all, and it never will matter to me. I, I look more at like which yeah, but teams. then like to that point, just one thing was to that point when people say, and I, I think a lot of people have been like, oh well, Joe Montana never lost the Super Bowl, and that's why he's the best quarterback. And it's like, oh, yeah, but if this player didn't drop an interception, that's what sports is. That stuff happens all the time in right, sports. Right, but you don't want general managers making decisions off of what fans are talking about. It's not what fans are talking about. It's just the reality that it's not happening, and it well, hasn't I would, happened. I would base it more on the rec- like which teams are making the playoffs, which teams are w- getting buys, which teams are getting 12 wins. And I, I would have to go do a deep dive. But to me... Tons and tons of the a high percentage of those teams are led by quarterbacks on their second, third contracts, and the fact that they haven't like gotten over the finish line is to me just kind of like a fluke. I mean, but Dan, 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 let's throw it. Let's throw it to the Jets. Let's say Darnold has a great third year. Well, just no, but like, are you like, are you going to cling to this? We went so far over. Are you going to cling to this nugget because you don't want Sam Darnold suddenly paid a second contract because? Like history tells us in theory that they those quarterbacks aren't winning Super Bowls? So far, history tells us. No, of course I want Darnold on my team. History tells us that it's really difficult to win a Super Bowl when you have to give that much amount of your cap to a star quarterback. That's all I'm saying. Why and- is it so much harder to I don't know. To me, if you've made it to the Super Bowl, that's like 98% as impressive as winning a Super Bowl. Like you've made it with an expensive quarterback. That means you're good. The, well, okay, but, but listen, the only reason I bring it up is because for this purposes of this exercise yeah. and defining a value to a quarterback, I believe that the quarterback on the rookie contract is insanely valuable in this league based on what we've seen since the CBA came in. And that's it. And I'm not saying I would not they want Sam Donald on my team big adv- or anything. I mean, else. It's a so short-term luxury that you, that you kind of walk into beyond your control if that rookie hits, but then you're going to have to deal with the same pressures that everyone else with a successful quarterback deals with. And, then the, teams, three-year and, then, and then the teams with a younger quarterback have the advantage in the league, which I, I maybe there's some type of fix in the future if this be, does become a long-term thing where you get a little cap relief for keeping your own in-house guy. I don't know, but it's been something that I, I've seen as a potential issue in the league because you always want the quarterback to stay with the team, almost always. Uh, but if it's leading I, to a competitive disadvantage ultimately then there's something wrong with that i think it's i think it's overrated also because your next two guys usually take up more space on the cap than your quarterback anyways so it's like it's your your top defensive end let's say and your top offensive lineman like those guys add up to more than a quarterback so it's it's about like how you build a team like the quarterback doesn't seem like it's outsized on the cap i think it's it's fluky. We've gone way over, but it is the reason why Baker and Kyler are up there in the top 10 because they're on those rookie deals and they've already shown that they can play. The other guys on the rookie deals, I don't know if they're champion, you know, what their championship. I'd put Kyler is. higher, by the way, but, that, you know, well, we're, out of, we're out of time. I am going to move some of these around because you guys lock does deserve <laughs> to be higher. I, I didn't put, a, put lot a lot of, of uh, emphasis, emphasis on the, on the analyst. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen maybe a little up. up. 
I'll Greg, put lot number one and watch this article go off into the skies. <laughs> That's how you do it. All right. When is it going up, Greg? I think it got pushed back. It was supposed to be. It's now Friday. <laughs> so, you know, we really teased this out. It's All a right, good pod so seg. Come the end of the week. Check it out. NFL.com slash Rosenthal and see if any of this conversation has led to changes in how he sees the landscape of professional football. Thank you for listening to the Around the NFL podcast presented by Intuit QuickBooks. Thank you, Intuit QuickBooks, for your support. We'll never forget it. The official sponsor of the NFL, Dan Hansis, signing off for the Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and Ricky behind the glass. Till Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.